Hi, my name is Michael Beach from Michael Beach Agency. Giving a podcast today about frequently asked questions about VAT. Whether you are near the £85,000 sales threshold and have some concerns about VAT, or whether you may want to register voluntarily for VAT, let's have a listen to some questions and then uh, give some answers around those. So, the first question is... When do I need to register for VAT? So, the first question about when you need to register for VAT, there are a couple of trigger points here involved. The first one is that if in any given time in the last 12 months, in any given time point, your sales had surpassed £85,000, you need to register for VAT. The other reason that you might need to register for VAT, like we mentioned, was you may choose voluntarily to do that. And in a little while, we'll give some reasons why you might want to register voluntarily. Usually, if you register for VAT with HMRC, they might give you a little bit of time to sort yourselves out. So, for example, let's say technically um, the first month in the 12-month period where you fell over 85,000 sales was in March. You then contact HMRC to register for VAT and they say to you that they want you to do the first VAT quarter from April. So you would end up doing April, May and June. They give you a month to sort yourselves out with your paperwork and then by the 7th of August you've got to file the VAT and you've got to pay it. Um, and on to our next question now. What happens if I don't register for VAT? If you don't, if you don't register for VAT and you might think that you don't need to bother with it or you'll try and get away with it, what tends to happen is that other types of taxes that you submit to HMRC lead them to looking at you. So, for example, um, you might be doing a self-assessment tax return and you might submit all your bookkeeping to your accountant. And when they're doing the calculations, computing and analysing your self-assessment tax return, they find that you've slipped over the 85000 uh, threshold and then that would trigger that you have to register for VAT. Now sometimes in a situation like this from the things that I've seen in the past is I wouldn't advise to delay um, registering for VAT because if for example you have tripped over that 85000 if you delay the situation it can lead to knock-on effects. This can be around penalties or fines or even the cash flow situation whereby you know, if you've got to go back a few months to pay VAT, it's not so bad. If it's one quarter, that's doable. But imagine that you have got one year's worth of VAT backlog. You've got to then somehow find the money to pay for the VAT on a year worth of VAT returns. Uh, invariably, I would say, get in there quickly, get in there early to get registered as soon as possible so that it doesn't cause you grief further down the line. So one of the ways that it could trigger it is you're doing your self-assessment tax return. Again, you know, you find that you're over the 85,000, so you've got to register that way. If you, if you don't register and you send your self-assessment, it will trigger it HMRC side. Um, and then the other thing is you might be doing your company accounts. You get to the situation where your year end is closed and you've got your nine months and one day to follow your accounts and down the line. You, you submit all your bookkeeping or your QuickBooks, say, zero to your accountant. 
and then they find that you've gone over the 85,000 might be a bit in the past so you have to go back and then register from that point in time um, so those can be triggers for that situation um, it's always better sometimes to be more proactive than reactive um, a reactive situation like I've mentioned is where you're trying to pay catch up uh, on a past event that's happened whereas proactive is you look along the road ahead of you to see what's coming up ahead um, there's other ways that HMRC can also find out about VAT. Um, they have a HMRC Connect system. It's got a lot of metrics involved. They've got access to all the debit and credit cards of the UK. And there's always two sides to any transaction when you're involved in business. There's your side, and then there's either the customer or the supplier side. So they always get two sides of the picture. Um, so again, it's better to um, get in there early and register if you need to. Let's have a listen to the next question. How long do you get to do your VAT, file it, and pay it each quarter? So I'll give you an example at the moment where we are with current VAT quarter. So we have some customers. Um, most of our customers are in QuickBooks for VAT. We're doing December 22, January 23, and February 23. You essentially have the month of March to sort yourself out and then you've got seven days bolted onto the end of that. So get to March and it's the 7th of April for February. So in essence, you get one month and seven days to sort yourself out with all of your sales income recorded in a software and all of your expenses recorded in software. You need to analyse out the different categories of VAT. Some things are exempt most some things are 20% you can even get 5% reduced VAT as well um, so yeah that's the situation with the time frames of VAT there are some cash flow issues with VAT aren't there and also um, supplier invoices so if you think about that situation let's say that we're doing the February quarter VAT that has to be paid by the 7th of April Sometimes it's good to get your VAT done by the 20th of the month. So by the 20th of March, for that 7th of April payment, you know where you are. So you can plan for the cash flow. And if you have got a, a chunk of VAT to pay, you can get yourself ready to do that. So it's always good to get slightly out of the game if you can. That said, sometimes you can get supplier invoices that are stragglers and they come in, you know, a February invoice might not reach you until the 15th or 20th of March. What I would say on that side of things is that was more a thing of the past. Nowadays, we get a lot of emailed invoices to us on, on emails, PDFs, things like that. And we also have like portals where we would log onto the portal, fetch the purchase invoice ourselves. Um, so that kind of like straggler situation where we're waiting for an invoice to come in the post from a supplier is kind of a thing of yesterday rather than today. So on to the next question then concerning VAT and this one's mainly around making tax, di tax digital VAT. Has VAT changed? Do you need a software to do VAT? So previously we had a few boxes to fill in. There were nine boxes on the VAT return and you could do your bookkeeping elsewhere. You could do it on Excel. You could use a software and then you would log on to the HMRC portal and you would fill out the nine boxes, one figure in each box and that was it. It was all done and dusted. However, big change came about. 
in April of 2022, whereby all UK businesses began uh, making tax digital VAT, which meant that you needed to have an interface in the middle, a digital interface to submit the VAT. Now, the main thing that we use in situations like this is QuickBooks, Zero, or Sage. Reason I say this is, it's just easier. It's just the way that those softwares have been configured and built by software developers that the API interface in the middle with HMRC is just built in. QuickBooks also has like a VAT checker, so you can check all your different categories and codes and make sure that that VAT is 100% accurate. Zero is extremely useful for VAT as well, and Sage is also good. There are bridging softwares. So what you have there is on the one side you got HMRC and on the other side you got Excel. But Excel can't directly send a VAT return to HMRC, so you have to have a bridging software in the middle to bridge that gap and to provide that API interface. So it is kind of essential now to have software involved, usually with your accountant. When you sign up to a contract with them, they'll put the, the software inside the price of the contract. So it should be in your monthly fees to your subscription to your accountant. Uh, and that's the best way to tackle that side of VAT. And on to our last question now about VAT. Why would you register voluntarily for VAT? VAT is quite a difficult thing to do and it, there's quite a bit of administration involved uh, and you've got to make sure that you get your VAT on on time. There are some positives though to registering voluntarily for VAT. Sometimes you might be in business and you, you want to portray an image to your customer that you're a bigger business than you are. The other reason as well is that sometimes there might be a customer that won't deal with a non-registered VAT business. So in this scenario, you'll lose out on the work because you're not VAT registered. Now that would depend on your business model. It depends on whether these are lucrative contracts. Sometimes it might be worth registering for VAT just to get those lucrative contracts because it's a sizable portion of your sales income. Again, like, like aforementioned, you do sometimes want to portray yourself as being a bigger business than you are. Uh, and that clout or power in the local market can be important. You can put on your stationery that your VAT registered on your website, on your letterheads and everything, on your emails. And then that appeals to certain types of people who may be investors, suppliers, customers, banks and so forth. The other thing as well is sometimes, depending on your, your business, you may have quite a few purchases with VAT on. Now this is particularly significant to those businesses that deal in products the buying and selling of products or manufacture as well. It's not so much of a situation with people who are service personnel or they use their skills to sell. So sometimes if you do have a, a few purchases, um, it might be worth registering for VAT because that gap between the sales purchases and the sales VAT and the purchase VAT means that it narrows in what you have to pay to HMRC. There could also be a situation in certain types of business. I'm thinking more um, 
catering and so forth whereas you you do claim that VAT or where you export outside of the UK there are certain businesses that claim back VAT quite often it is unusual to claim back uh, VAT but if you're uh, selling products exempt and buying products that have got VAT on then it can be the case uh, that you do get claim backs and also when you're trading outside of the UK the other benefit as well is that when you're VAT registered, it does force you every quarter to have a more up-to-date bookkeeping systems. Now, essentially, this is going to have a knock-on effect on your reporting of your business or to see your growth of your business or where you are. So all the time, every quarter, you're going to be able to get a snapshot of your business to see how things are doing. Obviously, this is in um, against what would be self-assessment and company accounts where you can you know trade for a year and then time can spin out where by the time you get to your tax returns be they personal or company they're slightly out of date whereas with a VAT quarter it's constantly up to date all the time so that can be a good thing that could be beneficial to your business okay so that wraps up our podcast today about frequently asked questions about VAT if you do want to get more information please do head over to our website, which is www.mbaccountancy.uk. You can drop us an email at info at mbaccountancy.uk or you can give us a call as well and you'll see our number on the website. So um, thank you for listening today. Do appreciate it. And if you do have any concerns, worries or queries about VAT, do drop us a line and we'll try and help if we can. Thanks a lot. Have a good time.